Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Blind Analysis. My name is Tommy Ray Valdez. Today, I have a lot of exciting things to talk about. First, I want to talk about the latest NFL news. Um, and I also want to talk about uh, the matchup for Super Bowl 58 between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. So I want to give you guys a Super Bowl 58 preview. And I also want to talk a little more MLB news and a little more Seattle Mariners baseball. So lots to get into today. First, we begin by talking about the latest NFL news. The final two head coaching spots are now filled. The Seattle Seahawks have hired a new head coach in Mike McDonald, who was the former defensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens. Mike McDonald, only 36 years of age, he will be the youngest head coach in the NFL. Um, So the Seahawks moving on, um, going from the oldest head coach in the NFL in Pete Carroll to now the youngest head coach in the NFL in Mike McDonald. Um, Like Pete Carroll, Mike McDonald is a defensive-minded head coach. He's going to be a defensive-minded head coach. Um, He uh, was the defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens, um, and he coached up a very good Baltimore Ravens defense uh, that uh, led the NFL in sacks and takeaways, and they gave up the least amount of points this season as well. So if Um, Somehow Mike McDonald could eventually get this Seahawks defense uh, to play at that kind of level. Um, You know, I think he's going to be a very good head coach. Uh, The Seahawks gave him a six-year deal. um, But, um, you know, with Mike McDonald being a first-time head coach, it's going to be very important for him to put together a really good coaching staff around him. Um, He's already hired an assistant head coach in Leslie Frazier, who – has been a mentor for Mike McDonald. Um, and uh, most recently, uh, Leslie Frazier was a defensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills uh, for about six seasons uh, before he took a year off. Um, and now he's back as the Seahawks assistant head coach. Um, and, uh, you know, he did have some head coaching experience as well um, at one time uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. So, um, you know, he does have experience and I think he could help Mike McDonald uh, with those tough coaching decisions. Um, And I think he could be a very interesting hire for the Seahawks coaching staff as well. Uh, They also um, just found out this morning that they hired Jay Harbaugh, uh, the son of Jim Harbaugh, um, as their special teams coordinator. So um, we'll see how Mike McDonald continues to build the rest of this coaching staff um, as far as, you know, um, adding an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be, um, really interesting to see this new era of Seattle Seahawks football. Um, and I'm really looking forward to it. So uh, that's my thoughts on the Seattle Seahawks. Um, also the Washington commanders, they've hired a new head coach as well. Um, Dan Quinn uh, will be the head coach for the Washington commanders. Um, and, uh, Dan Quinn, um, Knows the NFC East very well. Um, He was a defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys for a few years. Um, And uh, also, um, he does have some head coaching experience. At one time, he was the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons. So um, the commanders, uh, they hire a good good coach um, in Dan Quinn. um, And uh, we'll see how that works out for them as well. So that's my thoughts on the latest NFL news. Now I want to get you guys ready for Super Bowl 58. This is going to be a great game. Um, it's a rematch uh, from Super Bowl 54 uh, between the 
the Chiefs and the 49ers. Um, so, um, you know, now four years later, these two teams meet again in the Super Bowl. Uh, really looking forward to this game. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, you get these two quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, Brock Purdy, um, you know, two quarterbacks, um, you know, with strong arms. Uh, they do a really good job of extending plays uh, with their legs um, and, um, you know, uh, making big plays down the field. So um, I think both of these defenses are going to be um, very important in uh, this Super Bowl matchup. You look at this Chiefs defense um, and, uh, you know, they have shown that, um, you know, they can play some really good football. Um, and they've been very good all season long. They're a big part of why the Chiefs have once again uh, made it back to the Super Bowl. Um, and, uh, you know, this Chiefs defense did a really good job against the Ravens in the AFE championship game. Uh, they limited the Ravens offense to just 10 points. Um, and they are going to have to once again, um, you know, find a way to um, slow down another explosive offense in the San Francisco 49ers. So it's going to be a big challenge for the Chiefs. Um, we'll see how Steve Spagnola's defense uh, will match up against Kyle Shanahan's offense. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, what Andy Reid and Steve Spagnola can come up with uh, to try to slow down uh, this 49ers offense. I think the 49ers are really going to lean a lot on Christian McCaffrey in this game, uh, running the football. Um, so if the 49ers want to win this game, they're going to have to run the football uh, with Christian McCaffrey. Um, the Chiefs, um, as good as their defense has been um, at times, they have struggled to stop the run. So uh, the 49ers are going to lean on Christian McCaffrey uh, quite a bit in this game. Um, and they're going to need Brock Purdy to make some big plays. Uh, they're going to have their hands full going up against this Chiefs secondary, uh, which has been very good all season long. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see how this secondary matches up with Debo Samuel, um, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and Jawan Jennings. Um, so it's going to be um, a fun matchup to watch. Um, this secondary going up against these explosive weapons um, of the 49ers. Um, and also, you know, it's going to be fun to watch this 49ers defense uh, try to match up with this Chiefs offense as well. Um, you know, the Chiefs, um, uh, they're not, um, their offense is not, you know, what it used to be. Um, you know, um, it used to be, um, you know, the Chiefs, they used to, to put up at least 30 points um, a game, you know, regularly. Um, and now this past season, uh, they only had three games where they put up 30 points or more offensively. Um, they really relied on their defense um, to win a lot of these games. But one thing that this Chiefs offense has done very well um, is put together long drives. They have done a really good job of winning the time of possession battle, running the football very well with Isaiah Pacheco, um, and wearing down opposing defenses. Um, so that's going to be a big key for this Chiefs offense if they want to win this game. Uh, they have to run the football effectively with, with Isaiah Pacheco. And of course, Patrick Mahomes is going to have to make some big plays um, with Travis Kelsey. So, um, you know, the 49ers defense, um, I think one of their um, main focuses for this game is going to have to be to try to stop Travis Kelsey. Uh, keep an eye on Fred Warner matching up against Travis Kelsey. That's going to be a really good matchup throughout this game. Um, but, you know, I think that's going to be the biggest key for this Chiefs defense. Um, or excuse me, for the 49ers defense. 
um, is to focus on uh, stopping Travis Kelsey. And the big key for this Chiefs defense is going to be to focus on trying to stop Christian McCaffrey. Um, so this is going to be a great game. Um, you know, um, Chiefs defense is going to have to keep an eye on George Kittle as well. Um, this might come down to who's going to make more big plays uh, between um, Travis Kelsey and George Kittle, two very good tight ends. Um, so this is going to be a great game. Um, but I also think that, you know, a big key for the 49ers, um, if they want to win this game, they are going to have to um, get their offense going early in this game. Um, you know, at times the 49ers, um, you know, especially in the playoffs this year, uh, their offense got off to a bit of a slow start, um, you know, against the Lions and against the Packers in the playoffs. Um, and going up against Patrick Mahomes, um, you cannot afford to get off to a slow start. So um, if the 49ers want to win this game, uh, they are going to have to get their offense going early. And um, they're going to have to, um, you know, score early and, um, you know, continue to um, try to score late in the second half as well. So it uh, should be a great game. Um, but, um, you know, being a Seahawks fan, um, you know, there's no way I'm going to pick the 49ers to win this game. Um, you know, I'm going to have to go with the Chiefs in this matchup. Uh, the Chiefs are looking to be the first team to win back-to-back Super Bowls since the New England Patriots back in 2003 and 2004. Um, so it's been a while since um, there's been an NFL team that has repeated as Super Bowl champions. So, um, you know, we'll have to keep an eye on the Chiefs um, and see if they can do that in this game. But, um, you know, Brock Purdy and the 49ers, um, you know, uh, they've really been playing well, especially in the second half. Um of games uh, throughout the playoffs. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people um, have just have not been giving Brock Purdy a whole lot of credit. Um, you know, a lot of people are calling him a game manager. Um, you know, they keep um, bringing up the fact that he uh, was Mr. Irrelevance. Um, you know, the final um, draft selection in the 2022 NFL draft. Uh, but if Brock Purdy can find a way to win this game against the Chiefs, um, you know, I think we're going to have to, you know, get rid of that game manager label, um, you know, get rid of that Mr. Irrelevant label um, and, um, you know, really give him a lot more respect, um, you know, um, moving forward. But, um, you know, regardless, both quarterbacks have really been playing well. Uh, this should be a great game. Um, and, uh, you know, both these teams have done a really good job of taking care of the football. Um, so which defense um, could find a way to come up with that big turnover. Um, you know, that's going to be key to watch in this matchup as well. But, you know, I, I really think that this game could go either way um, as far as who's going to win this game. Um, I'm going to pick the Chiefs, uh, but, um, you know, this ultimately could come down to who has the ball last. Um, you know, which team does a better job of winning the time of possession battle. Um, and, uh, you know, um, who's going to come up, you know, with more big explosive plays and which defense is going to limit the big explosive plays. So um, lots of uh, interesting, um, you know, things to uh, keep an eye on in this game, uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. So um, like I said, I do think the Chiefs will win this game. I do think it'll be close. Um, I think we'll see some really good defense in the first half of this game. And in the second half, uh, we'll see both of these offenses 
a really start uh, to pick things up. So um, we'll see what happens, but uh, this is going to be um, a very fun game to watch. So uh, that's my thoughts um, on this matchup, um, and I'm uh, really looking forward to it, and it's going to be a great Super Bowl 58 matchup. So um, that's my thoughts on that. Now I want to talk some MLB news. Lots to talk about today. Um, you know, with uh, about a couple weeks um, left to go uh, before we start spring training, um, you know, we're starting to see teams be a lot more active um, and make a lot more moves. Uh, we'll begin with my favorite team, the Seattle Mariners. The Mariners have been really busy. Um, uh, they made a lot of moves last week. Um, they made three different trades. Um, one trade uh, they made uh, with the Minnesota Twins. Uh, they made a big trade they needed um, to get a second baseman, um, and they were able to make a trade with the Twins to acquire Jorge Polanco uh, to be the Mariners' new second baseman. Uh, not only does Jorge Polanco fill a hole at second base, uh, but he adds another really good power bat to this Mariners lineup. Um, Jorge Polanco, um, in 2021, um, he hit 33 home runs and drove in 98 RBIs. Um, and he was a, a former All-Star back in 2019. Uh, but over the past couple of seasons, Jorge Polanco has been dealing with some injuries. Um, so it's going to be very important for him to stay healthy. Um, and, um, you know, if he can stay healthy, um, you know, he could be a really good addition to this Mariners lineup. Um, and uh, he could be a really good uh, power hitter um, in the middle of this Mariners lineup. Uh, looking at the Mariners lineup, sounds like um, he will be um, batting third in the Mariners lineup, um, just based off of how they are projecting this Mariners lineup to look like. Uh, but um, Jorge Polanco is also a very good second baseman. Um, and I heard an interview um, with Jerry DePoto, um, and um, you know he was saying that the Mariners have been trying to get Jorge Polanco for for a few years now. So um, he's a guy that the Mariners have really been keeping an eye on. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, um, he's going to be a really good addition to this Mariners ball club. The twins, they get some really good players in return from the Mariners. Uh, they get a good, really good reliever in just, Justin Topa, um, who, uh, was a really big part of the Mariners bullpen last season. One of their best high leverage relievers. Um, he goes to the twins. Uh, they also get, um, Anthony DiSclafani, um, a starting pitcher that the Mariners uh, got this offseason uh, from the Giants. So uh, the Mariners, uh, they um, they flip him over to the Minnesota Twins. So um, he will provide some uh, good starting rotation depth um, in the Minnesota Twins starting rotation. Um, and uh, the Twins, they also get um, a couple of prospects from the Mariners as well. Uh, they get a minor league pitcher, um, and uh, Darren Bowen, um, and they also get um, a, a really good um, outfield prospect from the Mariners, Gabriel Gonzalez, um, who um, was a very good hitter um, in the Mariners' uh, minor league system um, with a lot of power. So the Twins are very excited about him as well. So um, this could be a very good trade uh, for both sides. Um, and, um, uh, this could be a very interesting trade for both teams. So um, we'll see how that works out. Also, um, the Mariners, uh, they make a trade with the Royals uh, to acquire um, another utility player, um, Samad Taylor, um, who um, is a, um, a player who 
doesn't have a whole lot of big league experience, but he got a little bit of big league experience with the Royals last season. Um, he um, is um, a second baseman, and uh, he can also play uh, the outfield as well. So um, he's got a lot of speed. Um, over the past two seasons, he sold um, 96 bases in the minor leagues. So um, Samad Taylor could be a really good addition to this Mariners um, ball club as far as uh, trying to win a job as a utility player um, on this Mariners roster. Um, so he could definitely help out this team as well. Um, and the Royals, uh, they get um, cash um, and they might also get a player to be named later as well. Um, and um, also the Mariners, they make a trade with the Chicago White Sox. Um, the Mariners, uh, they get um, a really good reliever uh, to replace Justin Topa um, in the Mariners bullpen. They get another high leverage reliever that they could use at the back end of their bullpen. And uh, Gregory Santos. Um, Gregory Santos um, is a pitcher um, who's got plus stuff. Uh, he can throw very hard. Um, and I think he could, you know, definitely miss a lot of bats, um, get a lot of strikeouts and um, be a really good addition to the Mariners bullpen. Um, in return, the White Sox, uh, they get um, a couple of really good prospects from the Mariners. Um, Prelander Baroa, um, who um, is a hard throwing reliever um, uh, that uh, made his major league debut with the Mariners last season. Um and, um, you know, he, he can throw hard. Um, so he's going over to the White Sox. Um, and uh, also Zach DeLoach, um, who is another really good outfielder um, in the Mariners organization. Um, he's going over to the White Sox in this deal as well. So um, interesting deal for both sides. Um, you know, we'll see how this works out. But um, I like the moves that the Mariners have made, um, you know, really all throughout the offseason. This is going to be a very interesting ball club. Um, and we'll talk more about it as we get closer to spring training. But um, this is going to be a very interesting team to watch. Um, other moves that were made um, around the MLB. Um, the um, uh, the Kansas City Royals, uh, they signed Adam Frazier to a one-year deal. Um, Adam Frazier, a very good second baseman um, who can hit for a high average as well. Um, so he could be a really good, um, productive uh, hitter in the Royals lineup. Uh, keep an eye on the Royals. They've made a lot of interesting moves this offseason to make their ball club better. Uh, they've added a lot of veterans to go along with some young players um, as well. So uh, they could be a very interesting team in the American League Central division uh, to keep an eye on. They also just recently extended Bobby Witt Jr. Uh, to a big contract. Um, uh, this just happened a couple minutes ago. Um, so I haven't really looked into the details yet, uh, but I'll give you the details on the next podcast episode, but Bobby Witt Jr. Very good. Um, very good shortstop. Um, and, uh, you know, he's been a really good player for a couple years now for the Royals. So, um, you know, good to see them uh, lock him up. He is the face of that ball club. Um, and, uh, you know, I think um, he's going to continue to put up some really good numbers for the Royals um, and uh, definitely one of the best young shortstops in the game. Um, so other moves ever made around the MLB, um, the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, they signed Justin Turner 
um, to a one-year deal. It uh, looks like Justin Turner will be the DH um, primarily for the Blue Jays, uh, but he will also get some time, um, a little bit of time at first base and third base as well. So um, Justin Turner still a very good hitter, um, and uh, you know he's got some power in his bat. So um, another bat to add to a very good Toronto Blue Jays lineup. Uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, they add Jacques Peterson to their ball club um, to be their DH. Um, he could also help them out in the outfield as well. Uh, but um, Jacques Peterson, a uh, very good power hitter uh, to add to that Diamondbacks lineup. Um, and, um, you know, he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. So um, he's going to be a really good addition to the Diamondbacks. Um, and um, um, I think, uh, you know, the Diamondbacks um, could uh, put together another really good season, um, you know, like they did last year uh, when they went all the way to the World Series. So um, that's my thoughts on uh, some of the things that have been happening happening around the MLB. Um, I do think that, um, you know, there's going to be a lot more um, going on over the next couple of weeks. Um, so I'll do my best to try to keep you guys up to date on that. Um, on the next podcast episode. Um, but, um, you know, really looking forward to the start of the MLB season. Um, and, um, you know, it's it's going to be a great season. Once again, really looking forward to seeing uh, what this Mariners uh, ball club is going to look like. They look really good on paper, um, but I can't wait to see how this translates onto the field. So um, it's going to be interesting. Um and we'll talk more about that as we get closer to spring training. So that's my thoughts on everything for today. Now I just want to leave you guys with a quick Bible verse before I go. From the book of Proverbs, um, this uh, this is a really good Bible verse. Um, and it says, um, um, A man uh, will plant his course, but the Lord directs his steps. Um, this is an incredible reminder to all of us um, that... Um, you know, at times, um, you know, um, we, uh, we, we try to, um, um, to make our own plans and, and, um, you know, to, to, um, try to, uh, to follow our own will and, um, and, you know, do what we think is best for us. You know, sometimes, um, you know, uh, we make the mistake of, thinking to ourselves that only we know what's best for us. Uh, but the truth is God is the one who knows what's best for us. Um, and, um, you know, God's plan truly is the best plan. Um, and, um, you know, one thing that uh, we all need to remind ourselves of from time to time um, is that um, our will for our lives needs to be God's will. Um, and um, in everything that we decide to do, in our lives, we need to make sure that Jesus Christ is in the center of all that we do. Um, and always remember that the Lord is our good shepherd. Um, and, um, you know, we just need to remember to to um, let um, God be the one who leads the way in our lives. Um, and, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with with uh, wanting to be successful Um and, um, you know, wanting, um, you know, to, um, to do great things. Uh, but, um, you know, if you trust God, 
um, and trust in God's plan for your life. I know that God, um, God's plan really is the best plan. Um, and, you know, if you trust in God's plan for your life and let God lead the way, um, in the end, you will be successful um, in all that you do. So I just wanted to leave you guys with that reminder today. Thank you guys for listening. God bless you guys. Always remember that God is love and God is good all the time. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you guys next time. Uh, go Mariners um, and uh, go Hawks. Um, and uh, really looking forward to the Super Bowl. It's going to be a lot of fun. So thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you guys next time.